yeah i welcome each and every one of us to um today's um sunday school class before our sunday school classes you know what we do how we do it i will discuss a particular thing that was an assignment i gave a few weeks ago and i shared it so i've discussed sedition right yeah. and at last week i discussed what effeminacy effeminacy so today i want to quickly in the next five to ten minutes talk about one before i go to continue our topic we are going to continue the topic of last week which is being born again and we'll continue looking at that john chapter three do you understand hopefully we'll conclude it this week and then from next week we we'll start something else what is it well, i say i don't want Cytops. So today, the thing that we'll be looking at is variance. I already say variance. variance. Yes, um, it was you I gave the assignment variance. Come and explain. Hey, come and tell us what is variance. What did you find out? Be talking, time is going. Uh -huh, strife. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. so, Are we not playing with she, She's talking to us, not to me. Yeah, yeah, face them and talk to them. What is what do you understand by strike by, by variance? Yes. I'm not talking about mathematics, so it's, it's not mathematics we are doing here. We are doing Bible study, please. So what is variance? Yes, strife. And then, do you know what is strife? No. Oh, yeah, tell them what is strife. When I when this thing was in my head, I asked you, "Why All right, praise the Lord. You can go. Praise God. Um, when we talk about some um, variance, there are some fashions of the Bible that cause it emulations. Do you understand? As he said, strive. Discord, quarreling. When you hear strife, talk about quarreling, division. Yes, it means strife, discord, quarreling, divisions, emulation, dissensions. All these things are different names to it. Scripture, scripture made us understand that we are expected to be at peace. And harmony with everybody. Do you understand? But when there is variance, there is no peace and harmony. There is division. Everybody is looking out for themselves. Do you understand? That is mean by what variance. So I don't see you the way you see me. She doesn't see me the way I see her. She doesn't see you the way you see her. And you don't treat yourself. She might be treating you with love, and you are giving her hate. That is what variance. There is no balance. In the world relationship, do you understand? Okay. Yes, you can balance relationship by what communicating. You have conversations, and you should be truthful to yourself. You should be honest. You should be sincere. So, if I notice that she is not giving me um the kind, the right attitude I, I deserve, based on how I take her, I can go to her. I have this, I sit down with her, I have a conversation. That's what is actually the problem. I notice this, I notice that, and we strike it out. You understand? There are some kind of relationship that's one that you might not be mature to enter into in a particular time. 
you understand? When you go into such relationship, there is bound for you to have such issues. But when you are matured to handle certain kind of relationships, whatever comes out of it, you can be able to sit the next person down and communicate. So if relationship is something that has to do with um, um, romantic relationship, relationship that maybe should lead to marriage, maybe you are a lady and your fiance, you know that there is a relationship. Now if you as a lady have no, you are not yet mature, there is a one mature, there is a one emotional mature, you are not mature to have certain kind of conversation with your partner. You shouldn't be in that relationship. There is a relationship that is um, maybe between you and your schoolmates. Do you understand? There's some level of maturity that is involved. So when you see people saying the relationship is not balanced, then it could be that they are not yet matured to what be in the relationship and they find themselves in it. Do you understand? Now, in the church, we see variance. Eh? Are we paying attention? Yeah. In our churches, we see variance, whereby people have different ambition, where there is so many division and then what discord. There is always contention. Everyone is what fighting for power. Who will be more powerful? Who will be more recognized? Do you understand? That is what happened in the church. Now, what causes variance? Are we paying attention? Yeah. Number one is what you when you sincerely believe and you try to what implement a better way of doing things. No, I'm. I want to explain causes of variance quickly before I continue with our topic. So. Number one is that what when you sincerely believe and you try to implement a better way of doing things. So, okay. So, um, when you when you are trying, when you are sincerely trying to. When you are sincerely trying to implement change, you understand variance can come in. You understand? Um, in the Bible, when you get some, please read the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 15. You will see what happened there. There were um they did not um Christ, when after Christ came, he died, he left, and um he resurrected and he left, he ascended into heaven. Then his his disciples, when he was alive, became the apostles, right? And through their lifestyle at Antioch. People now say, ah, these ones, they believe they behave like Jesus Christ. And that was where the name Christians came out. Now, in the early church, these people, these disciples, they were well, they were Jews. Remember, Christ was an was is a Jew. He was, was from Israel. Now, somehow, somehow, through Paul, through Peter, the gospel got to the Gentiles, people that were not Jewish. They started coming, joining the church. Now, there were some people in the church that said that. Since these people, these Gentiles, they have accepted the gospel, which is from the Jews, they should also um, accept other traditions of the Jews. What are those other traditions? Like circumcision. You know what is circumcision? And fulfilling of the law. All those laws that God gave Moses, that they should be subject to, they should recognize it all. Since they have already accepted Jesus, which is from the Jews. So it became a, a very serious argument in the church then that Paul and Barnabas had to go to other apostles, like the likes of um, Peter and James, for them to discuss and, you know, conclude on the matter. Now, why am I, what am I saying? In the church, there are chances that things can be going on. People can be, they, the church can have a particular doctrine or a particular uh, view on certain subject. And someone somewhere will say, well, why don't you do this in this way? 
Do you understand? Now, that person does not have any ulterior motive. That person just wants to bring about positive change. But whereby people around the person does not share the same sentiment with that person, variance can come in. There can be some sharp arguments and quarreling and um, division. Is that clear? Yes. In some churches, you go there, you see the lady, they don't, they don't cover their hair when they come to church. And maybe someone like me now, for example, I find myself in such a church, and maybe I rose to some kind of that, but I say, ah, that for me, I don't really feel it's right for you to come to church without covering your hair. Do you understand? Someone will not say, eh, meaning what? It becomes an argument. Someone want to even use Bible to support it, and you can see that some, some might say, yes, he's right. Some will say, no, that is what I'm trying to say. So anytime you are trying to bring about any form of change in the church, there is chances that it can lead towards variance. Do you understand? Number two, blaming. Most of us, we are very quick to find out, to point out who is at fault. When anything happens, something bad happens, the first thing we are asking ourselves is that who made the mistake? And when you find out or who you, what you suspect, you begin to point accusation finger on that person. That can lead towards variance. Why is this place not swept? Ah, alright, I stand up. What happened? Why did you sweep this place? I begin to, I don't want to hear anything. Okay, look at what happened this morning now. She did not come with her right mouth, and I'm blaming you, it's not true. And now that is a contention. You are telling me that look at my reason or reasons. And I'm telling you, you can see that that is what. And as I'm discussing it, we would have already supported you already. You can see. Maybe so, and um, Junior is supporting me. You can see that there is what division already. That is how it happens also in the house of God. So when something happens and you are very quick to pass judgment on people without even sitting down to look at that thing in details, you are going to stir up. And that is why we are here to work to learn. So when things happen, the wise thing to do is not just to just rise up and just start blaming people. Sometimes it's better for you to be reserved. Do you understand? Look at that thing a second time before you now say anything. And when you want to maybe um, share your opinion, don't let it look as if you are blaming anybody. But that doesn't mean that blaming something, someone is entirely bad. When you get to my want to read the book of Genesis chapter 30, you see from that um, from verse 1 and 2, you see what happened there. Rachel was um jo- Jacob's wife, the second wife. Jacob married two wives, Leah and Rachel. At some point, their maids were given to him, making them four. That is two wives and two, two concubines. Now, Rachel, who was the one that he loved, did not give birth on time. Remember that it was later, later that she gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin. So it came to a point of her life that this just that she was frustrated. And she was telling her husband, give me a child or I die. And the husband was like, am I God? So it happens to maybe at home. Husband and wife, they've been married for so many years. There's no issue. And the husband is blaming the wife that you are the cause of her problem. The husband, the, the wife is like, uh, you know what to criticize me that I'll be child. Or sometimes you can see uh, uh, the family, there's only girls, 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 girls. And the man is like, oh, this woman, the only girls you know how to produce. The woman is like, eh, hey, hey. you know, if you not put them inside, will I give out to girls? So all those kind of arguments begins to come in. So when we are blaming people, chances of it leading to variance is bound to what occur. Number three, believing that we know better than others. When we, once you believe that you know better than other people, there are chances that it can lead towards variance. Is that understood? Once you believe that in a place that you are the champion, people don't usually, people hate, everyone hates a prideful person. Who likes a prideful person? If you like people that are proud, raise up your hand. 
If you like, if you see someone that is, is proud and you just you love that person, let me see your hand up. Yes. I don't love pride. pride. I like people that are confident. I like people that are, that have a very high self-esteem. I like people when they, that believe in themselves. Do you understand? You playing game. I'm seeing you. I like people that believe in themselves. I like people that appreciate who they are. But when you are proud, when you are proud, it becomes a problem. So when you believe that you know more than everybody, you don't want to hear people's opinion. You don't want to even give you chance to even express yourself. There's a difference between I hear your opinion and I know I don't choose to take it. But at least I will always give you that room to air your view. Do you understand? So when you are in a in a in a congregation of people where you know that you are not the only one, you know, and you want to just establish your opinion, you don't want to hear whatever it is that any other person has to say, then you are giving a good room for what variance. Number four, loss for money. Loss for money is another one. When um when when people are so money conscious, they can do anything. There is something that they call, there is something they call manipulation. When someone is manipulative, do you know what is manipulation? Yeah. What is it? Who put this bike together? No, it is not me. It was when I came out there and I saw that the Bible was here. I left it to I took it, I put it there. And I don't know who put it there. But I shall came back and I put it there. Okay, clap for her. She tried. Okay, um, um, okay, oh. she tried. When I talk about manipulation, what is there is this. I want this thing from you. This book, I want it. It's in your hands. But I'll not come out straight and say, Hura, please eh, give me your book. I'll not be beating about the bush. Hey, Hura, hey. You know that yesterday, huh, there was something I saw you holding. You know? Ah, What was it actually? Hey, Hura, that thing. Can I see it again? Should you be. That is how the person we talked to play, 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 play. You're sticking that thing from you. There are some wives. They want money for their husband. Do you understand? They will not come out and say, ah, my husband, please, I want to, I want money. I want to, I want to buy Brazilian hair. I need money. They will not say it. They will start praising the man. Hey, you are the The strongest man in the world. The that one, that one, that one. The man here will not be sweet. Now that praise you, praise you, praise you. She will now use stand and be coming out, be coming out, be coming out until she has say everything she wants. And you that have been laughing, you have been and you have been enjoying all the people. You don't even see what to say, uh uh, well, wait, which money, money for what? You will give it. So that is manipulation. And then we have that manipulation is um is I use women because it's a more feminine kind of attribute. And we have dominion. Dominion is that you want something, you exact force on it. Come on, give me that thing. Do you understand? That is dominion. So um when people have this tendency, there are chances that they will give room for what for quarrels. Do you understand? Now, I was why I brought that manipulation is that. Sometimes people might be doing something. Their motive is what to make money, but because if they know that they come out straight and say that I want, I want you to pay me for this, people might work, people might not patronize, people might look at it that are you okay? They will not be playing nice and cool. They will be like, yes, if it's in the church now, you can see some brothers and they will be like, they will be gentle, gentle, holy, holy. But in their mind, there's something that they are chasing seriously. So when they already penetrated people. Do you understand? They already entered you very, very well. They now begin to come out. Do you understand? That is what 
another thing that can cause this. So when someone that has an ego eye, someone that is very spiritual and sees such kind of people, and their spirit tells them, this person, you know, forget this drama is doing, you know, there is something is chasing. Do you understand? And the person speaks up. It can bring about quarrel. Because some will be like, uh-uh, look at that, our holy brother, our good sister, you want to begin to condemn. That can bring problem. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So sometimes, um, let's say um, in a church, let me show an example. And I come in, maybe there's, there's um, I, some people they come into a church, what they're looking for, they're looking for followers. They want people that will be, that will be in their own clan. Do you understand? Now when they come in, what they will do is that they begin to introduce so many things. They begin to do, they want people to, to, to see that they are good, that they are nice, that they are gifted. Now the motive is not because they want to improve those people. Do you understand? The motive is that they want money. Do you understand? So if that is in, that is intention, someone that there is a chance that someone might discern it because the spirit of God is seen in this church. You know, I'm talking about quarrels, variance in the church, what causes it. So the spirit of God is working. As some people that say, "Have the Holy Spirit that we were before you do anything, God has revealed to them that this person forgets him all the things that he's doing, all the things that he's saying, he's just camouflage." Now, when that person speaks up, because a majority, majority have already come, that person already won them over. Problem will now begin to start. Do you understand? They now say your own is too much. Are you the one who has seen vision? Blah 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 blah. So please, let's be what careful. So when we see issues like this going on, the wise thing to do for you to work, don't join any party first. Just observe and pray too. Let God speak to you. Then when you know what is the right, what is happening, then you can now step in and intervene. But when you yourself, because maybe because you like one person than the other, you quickly take sides. You are also contributing. Remember I said that blaming is part of the reason why there is always what variance in the house of God. Now, number five, a craving to be important. This one is also part of what the money. When you want to be important, want to be recognized, want to be known, do you understand? For instance, now if I have that is a craving for me, you know we talk about pride of life. So if I want to be recognized, maybe as a very good singer, as a very good preacher, or I want to be known for something extraordinary, and I'm in a group, do you understand? Now in that group, I want to now dominate everything. I want to be, I want to, because I want, I believe that once I, I am, they keep seeing me, I'm establishing my authority. That can become a problem because someone somewhere might not be too comfortable with that, and the person might speak up and be like, I see only you. Problem is that. Some will call that person enemy of progress. Some will say that what is your own, you are too forward, and blah, 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 blah. But before you know it, before you know it, quarrel and division have started in the house of God. I hope you are following. I'm too fast. Okay, then number six an arrogant or insolent spirit. What did I say? Arrogant or insolent spirits, please. There are Bible verses to all these things. I'm just rushing because it's not our topic for today. So, if you want the Bible verses that connect to them, you can meet me later. I will give them to you. Arrogant or insolent spirits. Arrogant, yes. That's now this can also cause um, division, especially among ministers of the gospel. Do you understand? When you are arrogant, what happens? When you are arrogant, you can't take correction from people. When people correct you in love, you want to work, you react harshly. You will be like, ah, what is what is your problem? Why why is he talking not to me like that? So, and when people discern that you are arrogant, do you understand? They will not want to work relate with you. And this arrogance will make you to work to speak ill of other people, especially people in authority. So if I am always, if if I'm somebody that every time I'm always complaining about people, I'm always saying bad about other people. Do you understand? Watch me. 
watch me. I come to you, Junior. Ah, Junior. Ah, this person, you offend me today. Oh. Hmm. I come again, Junior. I say, ah, he offend me today. Oh. I come again, ah, Junior, since you're looking at me, ah, she doesn't even know what is happening. Like, if Junior is a good friend, when it's in an like six times, you should ask him that ah, still was. This one everybody is just offending, offending you. Are you sure I'm not the problem? Do you understand? But some people will tell you that, ah, don't mind them. That is how they are. Don't mind them. They are, they are jealous of you. They are, they are, they are jealous of you. You're not going to sing for them. When you ask me, some people jealous me. Some people jealous me. Some people jealous me because I am beautiful. I will not mind them. I will not mind them. I will not mind them because they are foolish. And what is happening? Division, quarrel in the house of God. So let's be what careful. A contentious temperance. When, when someone is contentious, that person loves argument. Some people they like argument. I know that there are some arguments that are positive. There are some arguments I love profitable arguments. When I when I'm, I'm, I was a seminar I attended yesterday, it was a virtual conference. They asked me, what is your passion? Oh my God, I love asking those kind of questions. Whenever you ask me to introduce yourself, I began to answer. I told them that I am someone that loves purposeful conversation. I love talking, but I don't just talk, talk for no, I like talking for profitable reasons. And they asked me, okay, if you are to, uh, I said, and if it, if it means teaching, no problem. If it means facilitating um, um, a discussion, a roundtable discussion, no, as far as, I am communicating purposefully and also listening because I said no communication is two ways listening and speaking. I love speaking, I love listening to people. But I want to listen to you when I'm sure that you have something that will help my life. And I only want to speak when I also know that I want to what I'm saying will add value to your life. So I love purposeful conversation. And argument is part of purposeful conversation because sometimes I can say some things that I know that. It is controversial, and I want us to what, trash it out so that we can come to a conclusion. So that are some kind of argument that are what, healthy argument. That is how we do debates in school. Is it not true? But there are some arguments that are baseless that will only make you miserable at the end of the day. So those kind of arguments, you should what, avoid it. So people, some people that they are, they are contentious, they have that in them that every small thing they will turn into arguments. And those kind of people are people that, what, that they, they instigate division in the house of God. So when you see somebody that every small thing, brother, please come down here. Oh, what? Why should I come? It becomes, it becomes a hot topic immediately. Ah, ah what's, please, can you... Problem as that one that person when you begin to watch that person, someone that every small thing, and the funny thing at that sometimes people can be arguing over something. You ask them what's the problem. Before you know it, you yourself you join the argument. But as some people that they'll be arguing about something, I you not to see that you not ask them what's the problem. You see, as someone is very very minute that you don't even need you know anybody to raise his or her voice. They are arguing over it. So you should watch out for contentious people. And then finally, what causes this variance is what dislike for authority. When you when you don't like people that are in authority, maybe you are in a church or in a school or in your home, then people that are your leaders you don't like them. For example, as a country, you don't like your president, you don't like your governor. You don't like and when you see people that are in authority, you just have disdain for them. It can lead to what variance. It can lead to what. So let's be what careful. Be careful to what to appreciate and love your leaders. When you support your leaders, when you show them, you too. They say what goes around comes around. If I'm a leader today, you don't support me. You don't. You don't help. You the way I need your help. You don't do it. 
you are maybe you are envying me. You are looking at me that why should it be me that be in that position? Tomorrow, you two, you will be a you be a leader too. Other people that are behind you will do the same to you. So every time you you you, you see a leader, show them love, show them what support, be happy for people's progress. That's just it. You if I, you cannot be in a church and be a winch. You cannot be in a church. Be a there was something that was that happened recently. I was on my own. My one of our brothers in the church sent me a, a flyer about the that there's a there's an online conference that I'm praise concert they want to do. I saw him. I was happy for him. I was so happy for him. I was like, ah, this is a good. I don't even I don't even want to ask questions. Before I know it, I was already sharing. I was already writing. Before I was not surprised when I woke up. People were not calling me on phone. That vision is all this. I was like, hey. What drama? That me, I was just happy for him. But I know how in my eyes. I was sharing it up and down, and they were saying all manner of things. But if I'm because I'm someone that believes in supporting other people's progress, you understand? If I see you are doing something, I will anyhow I can, anywhere that my ability, my talent can support to add color to that, and I'll do it for you. Because me too, I know I'm going somewhere, and I'll need people to also have my own destiny. So if you are, if you see a leader, do you understand? And instead of you to support the leader, to encourage the leader to be submissive, you are trying to make that position difficult for that person. He's going to come back to you. Do you understand? So in the house of God, don't be an instrument of variance. This morning when we were praying, they were talking about vessel of honor and vessel of dishonor. Be a vessel that brings about peace and harmony in everywhere you are. So when you are in any place, whenever you see quarrel, you don't worry, you should not add fire. Don't be someone that makes bad situation worse. Do you understand? Do you understand? So let's do something for Jesus. So next week, we'll also look at another one. All of you that gave, know your own God. Next, you can be your turn. I'll call you. They say, be ready all the time. So let's rush our topic for Thank God. You go shock. Eh? Ah, it will shock some people that day. In rapture, it's very close. Thank God, Daddy has been saying it. Very, very close. If you are not ready, hmm, Daddy, it will be like film. I'll just be, I'll just go to my Daddy. I like, fear my clothes will just stay like this. Ah. All of you be looking at, ah, wow, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All of us see you after in Jesus' name. Don't mind me. All right. So last week we started, we started looking at um, John chapter three. The topic was what being born again, and I established the fact that that being born again was a phrase that originated from what Jesus told a man called Nicodemus in John chapter three. So we have been discussing it verse by verse, and at some point I discussed with us the difference between religion and redemption, right? So who can quickly give me two differences between religion? And redemption before we continue, we'll be reading from verse 5 today, right? I think no, verse 5. Is it not verse 5, right? We have read, we have discussed verse 1 to 4. So we look at verse 5 and 6 today and try to see if we can rush down the topic. If not, if we spill over to next week again, okay? So please, just two people, not different between redemption and okay, okay. Yeah, Jesus is the focus. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Another one. Okay, let me let it try. Clap for her. She tried. A redeemed man is humble. Uh huh. While a religious man is proud. Clap for her. So a redeemed man is humble. A religious man is well proud. Uh huh. Who again? You are raising your hands. Uh, tell us. 
Okay. Yes, clap, clap for her. So, in redemption, your hope is what built on Christ. He sacrifices his life. But in religion, it is based on your works, your obedience, your sacrifice, your own efforts. Okay, who again wants to say something? Are you raising your hands? Um, is that all? Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. No, I I, I started that the foundation of Christianity is in what redemption, new birth. Do you understand? Is what the foundation of region yeah, of Christianity. I established that day. And um, I think one thing that I that's very important is that a redeemed man keeps changing gradually until he becomes like who? Like Jesus, but a religious man continues to become worse and worse until he becomes completely different from Jesus. So a religious man will always end up like Satan, but a religious man, a, a, a religious man will always end up to become like Satan. But a redeemed man will end up to become like Jesus. So let's open um, that and the book of John chapter three. Let's start reading from verse five. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Okay. Just five. Yes, sit down. So from this um from this verse, are we paying attention? What are, what are both of you doing at the back with earphone in my class? So um now listen. He said that what I say man be born again is not true, but by born by what and what? Uh-huh. Read, I want you to read that. that yeah, except a man be born by water. It's not water and how do you read this? Uh, yes, yeah, so I want to I want us to look at that phrase. Born of what? Water and the spirit. Hallelujah. Verse 5. So from that particular scripture, Jesus was telling Nicodemus that the entrance to God's salvation was not a matter of adding something to all our what, efforts. Do you understand? It is not by tapping off our religious devotion, but rather cancelling everything and starting all over again. Is that clear? I said that last week. Redemption is not a testimony or a function of building on what you have done before. They say you must be born again. That means again from the beginning, as if you are nothing before. Do you understand? So Jesus was challenging this religious man to admit his spiritual bankruptcy. Do you understand? Can we be focused? When they say bankrupt, do you know what is bankrupt? Huh? Bankrupt has to do with what you are in where you cannot pay your debts. So this 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 is what talking about was spiritual wretchedness. So Jesus was challenging him to to accept and understand his what spiritual wretchedness. And then abandon everything he was trusting on for salvation. 
Many of us, we are trusting on our words, on our knowledge. Do you understand? Many of us, we are trusting on our obedience, on our service in the church. For what? Salvation. But salvation is a work of the word Holy Ghost. Is what by believing in Jesus, it does not come by your own efforts. Are we understanding? So when I'm talking about what being born of the water and the spirit, if you want to understand it in properly, let's um, read this um, as please. That's John chapter three verse five. As well as we can still there, leave it. Then someone else can please open for us the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter thirty six. Open your Bible, Ezekiel 36. Let's look at from verse 24. Quickly, 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 quickly. I want to quickly um look, take it a, a, a little look into um the being born being born of the water and spirit. I will take you among the heavens, okay? Okay. Okay. Then twenty-four. Yes. Twenty-four. Twenty-six. Uh, uh, Ezekiel thirty-six. Verse twenty-four to twenty-seven. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you? Will I sprinkle water? Okay. And you shall be clean from all your filthiness. From all your what? Filthiness. Okay. For more, okay. A new art also will I give you. A new art. A new art also will I give And a new spirit. Will I put within Stop, stop there. Stop there. So you can see what the Bible says. It says that what? He shall sprinkle you with what? With clean with water. And you shall be what? Clean. And then he will not give you a new heart and a new spirit. Now from this Old Testament reading that we just read. You understand that Christ, what Christ paid for. Do you understand that at Christ's point in that place, he was we read John chapter three verse five was not a mistake because of what by water and spirit one can actually be made was clean. Do you understand? So without spiritual washing of the soul, a clean sin that can only be accomplished by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. No one can enter the kingdom. So if your soul, that is your mind, is not first claimed, pushed by the word, by the word of God, by the word Holy Spirit, you cannot be what be claimed. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's why he said that except you be born of the word, water and the spirit, you can enter the kingdom. So that being what I mean that to be cleansed by the word. By cleansing of the soul, cleansing of the soul by the word spirit of God. Are we understanding? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Eh? Okay, let's continue. Okay, let's go to verse six. Verse six. That which is born of the flesh, that which is born of the flesh, is of the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, is of the spirit. 
deeds. So that which is born of the flesh is of the world's flesh. That which is born of the spirit is of the world's spirit. So what is this place saying? Who can explain that which is born of the flesh is of the flesh? That which is born of the spirit is of the spirit. From all that we have been saying, is there anything you can contribute? Uh, that is born of the flesh is of the flesh. Born of the spirit is of the spirit. Okay. 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 From what you are saying now, if you are still in the world, you are born of the flesh. If you are in Christ, you are born of the spirit. Okay, we try. Clap for her. So, if you, if you look at that page, you don't emphasize this spiritual cleansing more. So that you know, this verse is a continuation of verse five. So in this place, he was emphasizing spiritual cleansing more as a whole work of God and not result of a woman's efforts. Lord, the flesh, as she said, is the world's our body. The physical world's body. Then the spirit is talking about our inner man. So in this particular verse, he that is born of the spirit is of the spirit. He that is born of the flesh is of the flesh. is making us to understand that redemption is not a work that is consistent with your, your human efforts, but your spiritual work cleansing. Do you have any question on this? Do you have any question? So, from everything that I have been saying, what I'm, what I'm trying, what, what do you need to take away is the fact that. Redemption. Redemption is entirely the work of the world, Holy Spirit. It's entirely the work of the Holy Spirit through what? Faith in Christ. We are not paying attention. We are distracted. Redemption is completely the work of the Holy Spirit. And it comes by having faith in Christ. Now, I told us, I thought of regeneration a few weeks ago, right? Who can remember what is regeneration? Regeneration. Huh? Regeneration. Everybody say regeneration is a process whereby a sinner becomes a new creature after being saved. Regeneration is a process whereby a sinner becomes a new creature after being saved. Regeneration is a process whereby a sinner becomes a new creature after being saved. So this work of regeneration is done in your way. Where is it done? 